Welcome back to another one of our uh, Atlanta Communities podcasts. I am Bill Seller, along with Sean Graves. And uh, we're still talking with Mike Garrett of the Mike Garrett Mortgage Team at Silverton Mortgage. And uh, Still talking. We can't get him out of here. Absolutely. I well, love you know, it. If you know Mike, you know we're not making that up. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, we actually were just talking. And we're like, shouldn't, shouldn't we be recording this? Because yeah. we're talking about some good stuff. So yeah. we actually turned the mic back on. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, the first thing we're talking about is the, the R word. The, yeah, the so there's recession. been a lot of talk of... Oh, you know, okay, that R word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of talk of people talking about recession. Um, you know, when most most indicators are that there we will have somewhat of a recession in 2020 or 2021. Um, and a lot of that comes... Well, thanks for coming by, Mike. It's absolutely. Glad I could share this. <laughs> I'm here to spread the good news. Um, well, a lot of times also they can't forecast it. As I've, I've educa- been educated on and been told is that a lot of times you don't realize you're in a recession until you're actually in it or the recession's coming until actually you're in it. Yeah, so. it, it's, you know, one of the things that has, you know, that helps, does help to predict them somewhat is that in almost every case when there's been a recession, prior to the recession, unemployment bottomed out. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about as low as you can possibly get with unemployment. I mean, you know, you're not going to get to unemployment of one or 2%. So we're, we're near the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the 10 year and the two year treasuries get inverted. And so what that means is that a bank pays you just as much money for a two year as they do for a 10 year. Well, that doesn't mathematically sound correct, but prior to every recession that has happened. Hmm. And we are very close to those numbers being the same right now. So what should we do in real estate if we were forecasting a recession? Just, you know, basically find another job? No. no. So I, that, that's <laughs> no. the biggest uh, thing that I think people are, are scared of is because the last recession was driven by housing, was driven by the real estate industry. Uh, Which you know, is not it, how most recessions correct, started. Correct. Most, if you look through history, most recessions, housing actually did okay the you know prices saw small to moderate gains and interest rates actually get better during a recession so it allows people then to go and buy houses so during most recessions real estate actually does very well it's just in our memory that it doesn't because of what happened 10 years ago but that was an outlier in most recessions that recession also lasted much longer than the normal recession so I don't really think that it's anything to be uh, afraid of. I think it's actually something to embrace and just educate yourself on and be prepared for it uh, and make smart decisions. And I think that we will all come through very good from it. Basically, how we educate our clients in the midst of maybe looming talks of a recession. Um, who does that impact? As you were saying earlier, that the recessions are not going to impact those that are going to be in their house you know, for a period of time. Absolutely. But as you begin the shop, you know, it might be those investors you know, making sure proper analysis is done on housing uh, or on the market, uh, a great CMA, not overpaying for the, uh, the home. But also we were speaking on appraisals and how many um, uh, loans that you're seeing that actually weren't requiring appraisals. I've had a few agents that have closed deals. I mean, not actually been involved in a deal, but actually closed a deal when there was no appraisal done. And we've, we've done a lot of those ourselves. So Fannie Mae has been collecting data and Freddie Mac as well. Uh, those are the, the GSEs that kind of, you know, oversee a lot of mortgages. Let's give for acronym terms. It's, it, you know, Government course. service entities. There you go. Yep. And so they've been collecting data on appraisals for a long time because since the recession, the last one, they've been, you know, the largest buyer of mortgage-backed securities. Um, and so they've been collecting all this data on appraisals and building a database. And so they're using that 
to then give what's called a property inspection waiver. And so when we go through and run a loan for an approval, if it's the right property and the right buyer, meaning that the buyer's putting enough down, uh, the data's available for the comps for that property. For that area. So all this data that you're talking about being collected would be particular to an area. Correct. As They're far collecting sales it everywhere, a, but yes. they have, you know, some areas they don't have enough data to do right. it. If the buyer's putting a small down payment, they're not going to give that waiver because there's less room for error. Right. But if somebody's putting 20% down and they've got enough data, then they will come back and say, we're okay with the value that's being submitted as the appraised value based on this sales price. Mm -hmm. And we will buy the loan as that is with no appraisal. Now, are they doing that just to go through more smoothly? Or are they doing it because they want to save 350 bucks or 500 bucks? I mean, what's the overall incentive for not having an appraisal done when it's such a small amount, but also has provides a, a great security measure? So their belief is that the information is just as accurate and it's, you know, and it's proven to be very good. Um, you know, real estate agents do a great job. They really do when they're pricing homes and educating their clients on what to pay. And so rarely do we see houses that don't appraise. Um, and a lot of that, I, I you know, think is because the agents do a great job listing the house and the buyer's agent does a great job of knowing what the house is worth because of other stuff. But also going back to just straight supply and demand of economics that if we have no interest in each other and I'm willing to pay X and you can sell it for X, then it's worth X. <laughs> so, yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind too, when we talk about the actual recession stuff, we were talking about this a little bit as well, is that we were saying that a lot of the practices that were in place that kind of caused what happened 10 years ago, those yeah. they don't exist to that extreme anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's not a mainstream deal of, you know, I, I see some companies that advertise no-doc loans or stated income loans, but those aren't your mainstream lenders that are doing those. Uh, and the rates on them are drastically higher than a normal loan. And so you end up getting a lot of people that, you know, might try to go that route, but then once they see the cost, then they don't do it. Um, I think it's more of a marketing deal to try to get the phone to ring than it is doing the loans. Huh. Um, the the 100% deal to me is not an issue that, that causes issues. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is that at the end of the day, if somebody's buying a $200,000 house and putting $6,000 down, which was the 3% down minimum before, right? the bank's in no better shape because somebody put 6,000 than if they put none. Like it, that's not going to make somebody keep paying when they can't or, you know, you know, when they want to walk away and it's not going to help the bank in losses. You know, that $6,000 isn't the difference between them being okay. So folks like Silverton are not going to do the no doc or the, the stated income loan thing. Correct. Yeah. We, we what is stated have, income? What does that mean? So stated income means that you can basically tell the lender what you make. You don't have to supply any tax documents. You don't have to supply any pay stubs, bank statements, W-2s, none of that stuff. You just say, ah, I make $200,000 a year. And so that that's the stated income. So you guys aren't going to touch that? No, we feel that we have a, a responsibility to responsible lending. Mm. Um, and making sure that, you know, somebody truly can qualify. Um, it does us no good to do a loan that's going to end up in foreclosure. Right. You need that kind of loan, you go forget about it loans. Absolutely. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, Mike, that's all really good information. And uh, thanks for talking about the recession. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like I said, it's nothing to be scared about. 
you know, I've got lots of different data and reports that I would be more than happy to supply that somebody could share with an agent, I mean, with a uh, client, you know, that would kind of help make them feel a little at ease about it. And how do we get in touch with you if we wanted those? Uh, they can email me at any time at Mike at MikeGarrettMortgageTeam.com or they can reach me on my cell phone or through text at 678-410-6509. Outstanding. Thanks for coming by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. There's another podcast for you. Hopefully you got some good information off of that one and uh, there'll be others just like this. Keep checking back for more podcasts here on AtlantaAdvantage.net. <laughs>